Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. I will do my best to put a smile on this um, not victory from the Utah Jazz in Game 4 against the Los Angeles Clippers. I'll be 100% honest here. I have started recording this with 125 left in the fourth quarter. The Jazz are down 114-103. So, you know, maybe you'll be lucky enough to see me freak out at a Jazz comeback, but... I highly doubt that. This game um, was gone in the first one, two minutes, it felt like. The Jazz quickly got down 10-2. to two. Um, After putting up the first two-point bucket, it was, I believe, a Joe Ingles or Bojan Bogdanovic layup. I can't remember who it was now. but And it looked like they might start off strong like they have the last three games at, and get some quick points up, but it was the exact opposite. This game was the Clippers from the get-go, and the Jazz never even sniffed single digits for the rest of the game. It was truly disappointing, and the level of intensity that the Clippers have played the last two games with compared to the level of intensity of the Utah Jazz has honestly been quite disappointing. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic's defense has not been nearly at the same level as it was in the first two games. Donovan Mitchell has been trying to do a lot by himself, and frankly, he has not had the ball handling skills to pass out of it, as well as um, just being able to get the other players involved. It hasn't worked out, and the Clippers have truly exposed the Jazz. Now, the only silver lining that I can see is that this is without Mike Conley, and that not having your starting point guard, who is an all-star, who is one of the best point guards currently in the NBA, at least when it comes to to a pure point guard perspective, is just absolutely disappointing um, to see. And frankly, I just cannot really put into words how I feel about it. Um, just really, as a Utah Jazz fan, it is quite hard to to um see your team go up 2-0 like this and then to fall like they have um into a what is still a tight series at 2-2 but frankly overall just really just has ended quite poorly uh and now obviously there are still three games the Jazz still have a chance at being able to come back and win this series and it's not even a comeback technically it's just getting back into rhythm and so and so we've got to see them we've got to see them improve significantly on the defensive end and on the offensive end. And to be honest, I don't know what they're going to do to improve on the defensive end if the Clippers to continue to play how they've been playing. Um just being able to spread the ball and have their role role players be as successful as they have been. Um Let's take a look at this. Marcus Moore Sr. went 5 for 6 from 3 tonight and scored 24 points. Um, Reggie Jackson um, only had 4 points tonight and Batum only had 7. So, frankly, overall, it actually ended up just being Morris, Leonard, and George destroying the Utah Jazz from deep. Um, and, And not even really just from deep, but just from inside. I, the mid-range shot, I'll, I will have to take a look at points in the paint, which I believe the Jazz did get absolutely destroyed on still. But the mid-range shot really did help. And being able to have the shooters to pull Rudy Gobert out of the paint um, makes it significantly harder for the Jazz's defensive scheme to work. And typically, the Jazz's offense is good enough to still keep them in it 
when it um, at that level. But when their offense is struggling like they were tonight, and the Clippers um, D and the Clippers offense is doing as well as well as they did, I mean that's where the game is going to go. Now, so for points in the paint, it, it ended up being tied at the end of the game. Now it is always hard to view statistics here. I'm um, just blank on ESPN because of the fact that once the Clippers let the Jazz back in it at the end when it didn't really matter to the um, the way that it did at the beginning when they needed to push out their lead because of the chance of a Jazz comeback, um, the stats lose a lot of value. But it is interesting to look at the fact that, I mean, the Clippers did only make three more field goals from, than the Jazz, and they made two less free throws. Um, they shot the, sorry, two less three-pointers. They shot the exact same per- percentage from three. The big disparity at the end of the game ended up being free throw um, free throws. The Clippers ended up getting 38 free throws to the Jazz's 26. And while I obviously was quite frustrated in the game, and I'm not sure how unbiased I am, I frankly did feel like the Clippers were getting a lot more calls than the Jazz, just based on the aggressiveness that they had. Um, Typically, when you're more aggressive, you're going to get more foul calls. And that's just how the NBA works. It's kind of a flaw of human perception that the referees have. But I mean, that is what happens here. Um, Like the refs are humans, just like the players are humans. And because of that, things don't always go the exact way that you think they should. Um, And I'm, and frankly, I mean, the jazz are just going to have to come back and do better um, in game five. I do believe Mike Conley will be back. Um, But it might not be the case. Mike Conley's injury could be such that the Jazz aren't going to bring him back the whole series. I don't think that's the case, but the Jazz showed in game one against the Memphis Grizzlies that they value their player health over um, the playoffs, which is really hard to see as a fan, and you want to see Mike Conley go out there and play like that. But then you do remember things, um, specifically the one that comes to mind and will always come to mind, is Kevin Durant going out for Golden State when his leg probably wasn't where it should be and and um damaging it even farther and be and being out for a whole season and I don't think any jazz player wants to see that with Donovan Mitchell um and with Mike Conley even if Mike Conley ends up not wearing a jazz uniform next year like is possible so that that's basically the bright side here the jazz are gonna have to regroup they're gonna have to come back and the home crowd is going to have to propel them for a winning game five they need to win in game five. They have shown absolutely no ability to win in Los Angeles. And if they go down three, two, I do not see them winning game six in LA to be able to push it to game seven and bring it here to Utah. So while technically the only gate time a game is a must win is when the other team has three wins right now. Um, game five is a, is a must win. Final score is officially one eighteen one Oh four. Um, for those watching live on YouTube, it looks like the chat is finally up. I don't know what's been going on these last seven minutes, but if you want to get that rolling, I will answer a few questions here shortly. But um, these last two games from Utah have been disappointing. I, I've kind of been a bit scatterbrained. I apologize. Um, but frankly, I just don't really know where to go from here. Donovan Mitchell put up 37 points. But it was truly just him doing it all by himself. He was minus 14 on his minutes. The only players who weren't um, in the negative were Rudy Gobert at plus zero and Joe Ingles at plus five. And frankly, when I look at the starting numbers, um, 
just straight up points. O'Neal with eight is all right. Bogdanovich with 18, all right. Ingles with 19, all right. Gobert with 11, all right. Donovan Mitchell with 37, awesome. Um, Jordan Clarkson with eight is not enough from him. Favors with two, not enough from him. And Yang and um, Oni with zero points each, just not enough. There's not enough help around Donovan Mitchell to be able to win right now. And while looking at the points and saying, okay, points, that works with the starters. And even looking at the efficiency of their shooting and thinking that's fine other than Donovan Mitchell's efficiency being quite dreadful. So his 37 is great, but his efficiency was terrible. So Donovan needs to be more efficient. The other players around him need to do more. And I think it all starts with being able to stop the Clippers. It's going to be a long, you know, 40, 44 hours until the Jazz tip again this um, on Wednesday. But they need to come out. They need to come out unified. They need to come out as a team. And they need to put these two games behind them to be successful. So sorry for the scatterbrained um, review. It's been a long day here. And really appreciate everyone for tuning in. If you're watching this recorded, um, wherever you're at, you can come watch our live chat on YouTube if that gets going. So thank you so much again. Please follow, um, like, and leave a comment. So it looks like we're not going to get that much of a live chat going on YouTube today. Um, Definitely didn't help with that by starting (laughs) the stream with a couple minutes left, but apologies. Um, I've had some issues. I had some issues in school yesterday and ended up having to take an exam today. So today's been a long day and tomorrow's going to be a long day of work, especially without the motivation of a jazz wind to fuel me. So if you guys want to leave anything in the comments, I will respond to all of those comments throughout the day tomorrow. I am going to get things up and go to bed tonight, but let's hope that the jazz do a lot better. (laughs) Um, Wednesday night, if any of you guys are going, please cheer loud. Please don't boo no matter what happens. And we, we definitely still need to understand that the Jazz are um, capable of coming back here. We, we did see flashes of greatness in the first two um, games, even though the Clippers weren't playing too well. And I do still believe that the Jazz are capable. Um, 538 still gives the Jazz a 59% chance of winning the series. Obviously, that's only plus nine off of that. But, you know, that's a, that, that's a bit of optimism. So... Let's go Jazz, and please, um, I will reply to all the comments tomorrow. So have a great night, guys.